Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Today's program is brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. For more information, visit rt11.com. Hey, what's up? This is Jack Inslee, host of Full Service Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this show, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My weekly column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on deadspin.com, and my guest today is Julia Rubin. Hi, Julia. Hi. Julia is the features editor at Racked National, where she was also formerly my editor. Now, my, my new editor is Meredith Haggerty, who we had on a previous episode of this podcast. And I'm super excited to have Julia here. Now it's her turn. Uh, Julia also adds in her bio that she is good at email and karaoke. Uh, I know about the email. I know you're very good. You are one of the most enthusiastic emailers <laughs> I've come across in a long time. And it takes one to know one. But you are great. You always give me heart, heart, hearts, and lots of exclamation points. I also believe in inbox zero, which I think is a clean person thing, right? I think so. I think so. I'm an inbox. I actually don't think I have any emails in my inbox right now. Double inbox zero, personal and work email. That's amazing. Yeah, it's very important. That's amazing. I have <laughs> I have one email in my deadspin inbox because I have to follow up on it and I'm dragging my heels because it's, it's like a thing where I have to ask for something and I hate asking for things and... Gotta so, ask. That's my strategy too, though. I Only know. Only things that you have to deal with in the inbox and otherwise just get it out of there. Yeah. That's, I I, we have the same strategy. It's important. I'm not surprised to learn this, <laughs> Me actually. Me um, So we are actually, we're not going to be talking about Inbox Zero today. No. Uh, although I, we, we should devote an episode to like good computer computing habits um maybe we'll maybe we'll do that next season i'll have you come back for that uh what we are going to talk about is mold and mildew and persistent dampness and it's great that we're going to talk about that today because here in new york it is terrible out it is so damp it's so gray we believe that we're about to be totally stormed upon because as we've as we've been sitting in our studio we've been hearing these like Horrible rumbles and cracks that we can't decide if they're thunder or if they're construction. We finally decided it was thunder. Definitely rain. Uh, we also, <laughs> just before we got on the air, thank God it was before we got on there, we had one of those super obnoxious like iPhone alerts for flash flooding. So it is terrible. We've had a very damp summer here in the Northeast uh, with our apologies to, to our friends in, uh, 
in California, uh, we're we're just we're moist. It's gross. It's, it's super gross. gross. And I use that word on purpose because it's that gross word that everyone hates. But that really captures how gross we're feeling right now. Um, so we're going to talk a lot about dampness in the home, mildew, mold, because all those things are related. Uh, we're also going to talk about that in part because Julia somewhat recently has been dealing with this dampness issue. Um, and we were out recently. She Oh, so she and I are friends in addition to having a, a great writer and editor relationship. Uh, which is, I think, true of a lot of the guests that I've had on this podcast. They've been, like, my friends as well as my colleagues, which is nice. Um, so we were out recently, and Julia was kind of lamenting um, a, 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 a damp, persistent dampness in your home. Was a that, mustiness. Yeah, a mustiness. Exactly. You, you wanted, do you want to tell us what that was? Yeah. So, I mean, I live in, like, a really old New York City apartment. It's very charming, which also means, like, not new and, like, a little gross. And, uh, yeah, there's just been sort of this musty smell, particularly, you know, it's that whole thing where like your nose gets used to it. So I'd go away for a weekend or week or whatever and come back. And it was really bothering me because I have a really, I'm, I'm a clean person. I'm not like a capital clean person like you, but I'm a clean person. I have a tidy home. I don't really cook. So like, there's not a lot of room for mess. Like I have a clean apartment and I was doing everything and was just like, I don't understand. Why does it smell bad? And so I asked you, how do I get this smell? And you told me about Damprid. I love Damprid. This is, this product's amazing. It's science. It is I appreciate. And it's weird science. It's like, yeah, it's so this stuff is called Damprid and, and what it is, is a desiccant and what a desiccant means is it means something that removes moisture. So there are a lot of plants that serve as natural desiccants, um, like Boston ferns are one. Um, There was actually an article recently, or a listicle, in, (laughs) I think I want to say House Beautiful, um, about, it was like 15 plants that absorb moisture in your home and so i'll link to it in a in the in the column that we run with this podcast um but boston ferns are one that i absolutely know um but for people who like me do not have a green thumb keep it or space or for whatever reason um having plants as desiccants in the home isn't always an option and so there are uh chemical desiccants that can be used and Damprid is one of them. And here's, here's what it is. You get kind of a, it's like a plastic container. It's a you know round container with a screw on lid. And there's a bag of white pellets and um, like a colander that fits inside this plastic container. And you open up the bag of the white pellets and you pour them into the colander and it absorbs the water from or the moisture from your home and deposits the the water that it's pulling out of your home into the bottom part of this canister which is so satisfying so it's satisfying You're very like, look at that it is very <laughs> oddly satisfying because you can actually see all the water that's being pulled out of the air in your home my favorite fun fact about it too is that it only pulls water like you have to be at a humidity level of i think 60 percent. i looked real deep into this <laughs> and like comfortable is like a 40 percent humidity so it's 60 percent because during the winter months i have a really dry apartment right. i have to use a humidifier so I was a little worried. I was like, oh, am I going to get dry? Is my skin going right. to get flaky? And is it going to counteract the effect of the humidifier? No. no and no, it's, it's not because it's got, it, it starts operating at a certain level of humidity in your home. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. It's so weird. So then when all the pellets are, have you gotten to the point where all the pellets are used up? Almost. Almost. Oh my God, <laughs> that's the best part. 
Um, you've never heard two women get so excited about desiccants, have you? <laughs> um, so when all the pellets are used up, you know, when, so basically when they have absorbed all the moisture in the air that they can absorb, you take this container, this, you know, your, your canister and you just dump it in the toilet and flush it. It's amazing. It. And it's you magic. get, and you get a replacement thing. They have, they, the replacement pellets come in like a milk carton type thing. Um, and so you just get a, like a replacement and you just add another batch of pellets and they're great. So the way that I learned about this was that, um, I guess much like you a couple years ago, well, no, more than a couple years ago now, um, when I lived in Boston, um, I lived in a, a basement and first floor duplex apartment in the North end of Boston, which people from, Boston or Massachusetts or who have visited there um, have probably been to the North End because it's a big tourist place. It's the Italian neighborhood. And it's wonderful, but it's also right on the water, which means it's very, very damp there. And I lived in a basement and first floor, which meant that the basement part of it was extraordinarily damp. And I had a lot of problems with like... Uh, literally like mold would develop on the on the soles of my shoes in my closet my God. crazy crazy Horrible. um and so i got you know i got damp red and i just put you know tuck you can tuck the canister away like in a corner that no one sees um it'll work just fine out there so i would have one you know downstairs and one upstairs and it was and it was great and weird so when julia told me she was having this problem with mustiness um i suggested that she use the damp and she's loved it um, and so now this is a good time for us to go into a reader question, which is something also related to dampness, um, but a little bit different. So, Julia, I'm going to have you do – we're going to role play. I'm going to have <laughs> you uh, read uh, question one from reader Eulina. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I might not be. Great. But here we go. Great. All right. So here's her question. I live in the wonderful, dank, damp Pacific Northwest, and I wondered if you have suggestions for how to clean mildew stains off of white caulking in the shower and for keeping shower grout and caulking free from mildew after that. I do. I have thoughts. Tell us more. Okay. So the, I, I think most people probably know this, but just like the quick refresher is that mold and mildew, which are, are related bacteria, uh, thrive on prim- primarily on moisture and dampness. Um, that's why I get a huge number of questions from people in Ireland, and they are all about mold. Really? I have never gotten a question from someone in Ireland that was not about mold. Slow my mind. That's so weird. And they're always also very like funny the way they write them. Like they they're they're like proud of their damp Irish culture, but they also are like annoyed by this mold. So. Um, <laughs> So, and Eulina lives in the Pacific Northwest, which is also a very damp um, and, and, you know, mo- moist climate. So those kinds of places, you're just going to sort of st- suffer from persistent mold, which means that you need to take steps to prevent and you need to be on it all the time. So for her to get rid of the mold and the caulking, it sounds like she's got like a pretty bad problem. So you want something heavy duty for that. So I'm going to give you a few options. And this is based a lot on personal choice. So there are, there are two options that are very eco-friendly. And Pacific Northwest, I'm suspecting that she might go with these. Uh, and there are a few that are not so eco-friendly. The non-eco-friendly ones are going to work better and faster with less elbow grease. But as always, the eco-friendly ones will work too. Just know you're going to have to scrub a little bit more. So eco-friendly, let's start with those. Tea tree oil. Or white vinegar. 
those are both going to eliminate mold and mildew. You want definitely to use them in concert with a scrub brush. Um, that's going to help to work those products into the molding areas and to scrub the mold out. Uh, you want to let those products sit for a good long while. If the mold is in a place where the products are really going to drip a lot, what you can do is spray them on and take a piece of saran wrap and tamp the saran wrap into the space, which will hold that product in and make it more effective. That same saran wrap thing will work for the other products, which are less eco-friendly, but are going to work faster and with a little bit less hard work on your part. Anything with bleach. I really like soft scrub with bleach, which is a cream cleanser. Uh, it tends to like hold a little bit better onto sort of grout and caulked areas. Um, again, that's another, that's another product with which the saran wrap thing can really work. Um, and I should say the saran wrap trip actually is something I learned from a reader. So my readers tell me great little tips that I then repurpose for bigger audiences, which is great. Um, so soft scrub is great. That's got some bleach in it. Tylex is another one um, that has bleach in it. You can just use straight bleach if you want, but these are sort of com some commercial products that are easy to find. Um, the last one, and this I saved the best for last. This is my favorite one. There's a product called X14. I find it everywhere. Some people say it's it's tricky to find in like supermarkets or big box. You can certainly order it on Amazon if you can't find it um, in local stores. X14 is like a mildew and mold blaster. It's a spray. It comes in a spray bottle. It is the most powerful stuff. I love it. It stinks <laughs> to high heaven. You have to open the windows because you will die. You have to wear gloves because it's super caustic. It will like take the like skin off your hands. But it works <laughs> like a charm. And the best part about the X14 is that at least I've found is that I don't even need to scrub. I don't even need to scrub with a sponge. It just, I just spray it and like mold and mildew is gone. I'm into these magical chemicals. I'm really into that. I know. I know it's not. It's not. Good. It's not. Yeah. It's not. But it's great. Time, but it's great. <laughs> but it's great. So what I, you know, what I think in the case of, of Elina, I think that, she, I think she should just go for the X, go for the big guns, go for the X14 to correct the problem. Then going forward, she can use something more eco-friendly, like a vinegar spray. Putting some white vinegar in a spray bottle is going to be a good sort of, you know, week, week by week maintenance product for her to use. A couple other things that she should do, because she lives in a damp client, she should get the damp bread, which is going to help to keep uh, the, the moisture levels in her home a little bit more regulated. She should probably get a dehumidifier. If she does not have good circulation in her bathroom, like a you know good bathroom fan, you can get a wall plug-in bathroom fan. They're they're you know small. They kind of around the size of like a um, carbon monoxide detector that plug in. They're about fifty dollars. I think Honeywell makes one. Um, again, that's a thing you can just type into Amazon like wall plug fan. Um, those are all going to help a lot. The other thing that's going to help a lot with the shower in particular, because part of the problem is there's just moisture being left on the, on the walls of the shower after you take your shower, is to get a squeegee um, and just squeegee your walls down. It takes, I'm not kidding, 30 seconds to do that after your shower. 
that is going to be way, way better than even those like shower cleaning sprays, you know, those daily sprays that you're supposed to use that keep things at bay. It's actually even going to be better in this damp situation because those sprays are liquid. They're moisture. So you're adding more moisture into a situation where you want to be taking moisture away. So squeegeeing the walls of the shower is really going to help. Um, So with that, this is a very good time for us to take a quick break. Uh, We will come back in just a minute and we'll talk about some more problems around mold and mildew and dampness. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, I'm Jolie Care. This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. We'll be right back. From today's episode has been featured from Rectech. This is Ask a Clean Person on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. The following program has been brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. From the moment Root 11 Potato Chips dropped their first batch of chips back in the early days of 1992, they understood their destiny as a high-quality producer. Instead of succumbing to the frenzy of mass production, they took advantage of their small size and made chipping a personal art form. The payoff was immediate. An incredible potato chip. With a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. In this world of uncertainty that we live in, Root 11 Potato Chips believes comfort food should be just that. Know where your food comes from. For more information, visit rt11.com. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr. My guest today is Racked Nationals' Julia Rubin. We've been talking about moldy things. It's kind yes, of just gross, right? I have to, I have to <laughs> tell you, I, I have to go after this show straight to the hardware store and get some damp bread. It's been like on my to-do list this summer because we've, this has been just an extraordinarily damp summer. It's so weird. It's been weird, but I prefer it because it hasn't been super hot, right? So it hasn't been, been. I would rather it be wet, but I was saying it's like I was away for a week and I came back 
it was the first time I've been on a long trip since using the damp red, and my apartment doesn't smell musty. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's the best oh, thing. I'm so happy. So I happy. love it. Highly recommend it. They're not it. paying us to talk about no, this. No, they're not. We just love it so they're much. They're not. We do. I, t- I'm, I, just, I also just find it fat. I mean, we already talked about how it's like so weird. It's like a weird, fascinating, satisfying so cleaning satisfying. product. During, during the break, we were talking about how the, how really the best part is seeing all the water because it's so, it's so satisfying. You know it. it's working. Yeah, you know it's working. Which I appreciate. It's great. Um, so yeah, so on, on the way back, I have to go to the hardware store, which also like is, I love the hardware store. I am a hardware store geek and I've always loved the hardware store. So I'm very excited that I have an excuse. Well, you're we saying go. you should do a haul. You should do a hardware store. I haul. do. I really, I, this has been a thing I've long wanted to do. I want to do a hardware store haul video where I go and buy all these weird things and like show off my purchases. I think I actually, I mean, we don't really do haul videos on Deadspin, as you might imagine. <laughs> Um, but the, we, we discovered, um, oh, about a year ago that one of my colleagues, actually Greg Howard, who was on last, last, uh, episode of the podcast talking about pit stains with me, that Greg Howard is terrified of the hardware store. Would like to know why. Tell he like he likes, he loves to go clothing shopping, but he is like scared of the hardware store, which is so interesting because it's the exact opposite of me. I don't particularly care for clothing shopping, but I could spend hours in the aisles of the hardware store. Love a weird product. Reminds me of my dad. All yeah. good things. Yeah. Like, just love the hardware store. So so we've, like, sort of been kicking around this idea of, like, Jolie and Greg go to the hardware store. I don't know what that would be. We can't quite articulate what it would be. But maybe that should be our, our haul video is, is Jolie and Greg go do a haul video at the hardware store. I'd watch it. Yeah. And we'll buy damp bread. And yes. And we'll, we'll, we'll just, like, introduce a whole new group of people to damp bread. Um, okay, so speaking of damn things, we have another question. It's a, it's a little more specific, and it's more mildewy. It's more related to the problem, Julia, that you are having is of that mildew smell yeah. rather than the mold, the visible mold growth. Um, although, you know, look, if you're smelling mildew, it means you got mildew growth. Like some, somewhere there is, there is mildew around. Um, so in, the, in this case, we have mil- a mildew smell in a carpet. Um, so Julia, again, I'm going to have you read question two from reader David, uh, and then we're going to talk about what to do about this. All right. So David writes, my girlfriend and I seem to always find apartments that develop mold, and that probably has to do with living in a moist, cold part of the world. We've done a lot of control. We've done a lot to control the serious stuff. So things like black mold growing in slash on stuff isn't a problem. We don't really know what to do about our bedroom carpet, though. If you put your nose up to it, you get a really noticeable mildew slash mold slash musty odor. We've tried rubbing in a bunch of baking soda. We have a powerful dehumidifier. We put bowls of white vinegar around the room. And she even just made a pomander, which, side note, Jolie, I don't know what that is. Oh, I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay, great. Because I do. <laughs> I, I, which, I know, which I know because in addition to being uh, a cleaning obsessive, I'm also like a medieval history obsessive. Oh, perfect. So, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Obviously. <Yeah. laughs> uh, so he continues, she has the idea that we should shampoo the carpet, but I am afraid that this might actually make the problem worse. I think that since the air is apparently damp enough to let mildew grow in the carpet and in the back of closets, drenching the carpet means that it will never dry. I don't really have an alternative suggestion, though. What do you think? Should we ask our landlord to rip out the carpet and replace it with wood like he does in every other apartment when the tenants leave? Do you have a silver bullet product or technique for this kind of situation? All right. Let me tell you first what a pomander is. Yes, please. So... 
Uh, and I, you know what? I actually, I was about to say, I don't actually know the origins of it, but essentially the idea of a pomander is that it's, um, it's something that you uh, c- carry with you or put in a room that's scented. Oftentimes it's an orange that's pierced with cloves. You see them a lot at Christmas time yes. as decorations. Um, the origin, uh, well, I don't know what the actual origin, but the reason that I m- mentioned the thing about my medieval history nerdery is that they were frequently used um, by the clergy or by royalty of the nobility when they needed to go through town so that they wouldn't smell the odors of human waste and animal waste. And since there, you know, there was no like plumbing. Um, things smelled horrible in history. <laughs> so bad in history. <laughs> history uh, smelled they, awful. They did not have damp red in history. <laughs> um, so anyway, and there's, um, I forget... I forget which which nerdy show, if it was the Borgias or the Tudors or which one of those trashy shows that I watched. <laughs> uh, but there's a, there's a scene in which one of the uh, clergy is, is, you know, going through, walking through town, holding a pomander, an orange with clo- pricked with cloves uh, up to his, his nose as he sort of wa- walks through town. Um, letting you know the peasants see set their eyes on him so anyway there you go There's so my, this guy and his girlfriend are really trying everything they're really trying everything is the moral of the story sounds like they're not trying the damp red though which is no they're not so damp red there's there's number one magic thing that i have to tell them about i think they should be using damp red um i mean they already have the dehumidifier which is good you should have a dehumidifier if you live in a in a damp climate um it is going to keep things you know at a reasonable level, the damp red is also good to do. Um, okay, so here, here's the thing. I, I first think that they should go have the conversation with the landlord. I agree. Carpet's gross. And I, and I think that in a damp, in a damp climate, the, it actually behooves the landlord to just get rid of the carpet and go with you know a hardwood or a pergo or tile or linoleum or whatever it is. Um, I mean, the... The carpet, what I think is going on with the carpet is I think that padding under the carpet has mildewed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just one of those things that, like, it's going to be a health hazard for the tenants. The tenants then may be able to turn around and file a suit. I mean, you know, I, sick buildings are a thing um, that are real. There's actually, I was watching New York One yesterday. There's a a health initiative in the Bronx uh, to clean up a lot of the buildings. There was an asthma epidemic in the Bronx and it's, it's tied very largely into the fact that many of the buildings um, are, have serious mold and mildew problems and that they also have uh, animal dropping problem, rodent dropping problems. And, and those two things, the droppings uh, and the mold and the mildew will, will lead to respiratory problems um, in humans and so that's a big part of the um, asthma problem in the Bronx. And so there's a building, a clean building initiative going on um, there. So this is stuff that is, you know, it's real and it's serious. And if you're a property owner and you have tenants, you want to really be aware of it and you want to mitigate it. So I think the first step is just to go have that conversation with the landlord um, and say, you know, can you can you do this for us? If the landlord says no, or for whatever reason, you don't want to have that conversation. Um, I absolutely understand the hesitancy about the shampooing. 
And I think that being hesitant about the shampooing is the right thing to do. Uh, I still think you should do the shampooing because, <laughs> and here's why you can't live with, you have to get rid of that mildew. You yeah. cannot, it is just bad for you. Um, it really is a health problem. It's a health hazard. So I think they got to do the shampooing. What the, the, like a rug, you can rent a rug doctor, uh, go to rug. I actually was, I was on rugdoctor.com this morning looking all this up. So you can go to rugdoctor.com and look up rental, locations they also have all the instructions for how you use that machine the rug doctor um not only puts down solution but it sucks solution up so things are damp after you shampoo a carpet but it's not like they're the carpet isn't saturated um so i would say do do the shampooing another thing that they might want to just invest in um is a shop vac and a shop that shop, shop vac is a um a brand name for what's also known as a wet dry vac and a wet dry vac is exactly what it is it can vacuum up dry things and it can vacuum up liquid um and so it may be that just going over the carpet um with the shop vac and just pulling up as much moisture as possible um over time you know like even just as part of like your your weekly vacuuming like pulling moisture out that's just there because you live in a damp environment might be a good thing shop vacs are not terribly expensive um you can find models for between 50 and 150 dollars depending on sort of like well how big you're getting and what attachments and all that kind of stuff um so I think that's really going to help matters with them. But yeah, I think that they, I think that they definitely need to do something about the fact that there's there's clearly mold and mildew underneath that carpet, um, and then it's going to cause some health problems. In addition to just not smelling great. I mean, you know, you want your home to smell nice and either neutral or like you, what you want it to smell like. You know, scented candles or I don't know, whatever, whatever's pine. Some people like pine. That smells clean to them. Fresh linen. Yeah, fresh linen. I love fresh linen. It's my um, favorite scent. Is that your favorite scent? Obviously. Because <laughs> it's so clean. Because it's very clean. Exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah, I like cit- I like citrus. Um, it's always interesting to me. They'll the, From time to time, you'll see studies about like what smells clean to people. And, and like the answers are so different. Like to some people, the smell of bleach is what smells clean. And to some people, the smell of lavender is what smells clean. That's so weird. I love that. Yeah. That's why there's so many options. That's why there's so many options. (laughs) That's why there's so many options. And the other thing that's really interesting is that scent trends, market trends, I've actually written about this before, um, is that like market trends uh, for scents actually have a, a pretty big part in cleaning products and which scents are used. So like in the past couple of years, like pomegranate has been a big red red sense what i think of as red sense what does that even smell like what does pomegranate smell and so now pomegranate (laughs) you'll start to see like pomegranate like cleaning products and like scented things it's very interesting to watch all these trends so maybe that's something julia you and i will work on as a piece scent scent trends (laughs) uh for racks national on that note we have to go i know this went by so 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 fast um i want to thank my guest today julia rubin my former editor but still very good friend and creative partner at racks national you can read my column there out damn spot julia came up with that name 
Um, a big thanks also to my engineer, Liz Smith, and to our sponsor, Route 11 Potato Chips. If you like what you heard today, and I really, really hope you did, please consider subscribing on iTunes, leaving a rating, and telling your friends about this great little cleaning show that you love so much. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you all next week when my guest will be Daniel Gritzer of Serious Eats. I'm Jolie Care, and this has been Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.